Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hutink, and of course, Christian Conway, my co-host. Happy Saturday afternoon, everyone. Yes, I can't believe it's Saturday. It feels like the game should be now, but I'm glad that we have some time to, to hit record um, before the Galaxy take on the Seattle Sounders. So the Galaxy are coming off a two-in-a-row uh, loss you know, they were challenging matches. Um, you know, Colorado Rapids, actually, we haven't been able to beat since 2017. So, you know, after that kind of lull draw in San Jose, I felt like, okay, you move on from San Jose. Even Colorado, you kind of just want to shake it off and, and move on. But what keeps bugging me are... You know, to, for starters, like, I'm so sick of Escaloto saying that we played well. Um, I I know that there's individual chances. There's, you know, for example, Lejet, um, Pavone, even whatever slump he's in, like, you know, Efrain, like, they still, they still come up with their chances, you know. Araujo, young rookie mistake of messing with the ref and getting himself uh, ejected when he already had a caution and you know just seriously just the bad luck that the galaxy have had for their shots not to be on target um you know just just some things for starters um because it it obviously is more nuanced than that that but that's what I, that's what I'm starting off with because it's just these few things that you just kind of see and constantly and you're just kind of frustrated with it. And, you know, you see Zubak starting and you want to give this kid a chance. And then you're like, okay, well, Chicharito's back ready to start. Jonathan Dos Santos back ready to start. Um, even though I would kind of prefer them to be subs um, just because of the chemistry of how the team was going. But then, like, literally you're, you're watching highlights. I'm watching the game and... I mean, like, yeah, Chicharito is, I know that it's not all up to him and our defense and Bingham are, you know, have their, their holes again. Um, you know, they have their slip ups, but you just, you just, you expect more. I agree. And, and I think the game against San Jose, I think we, we prematurely explained it away by just saying like, look, you know, it was kind of a tough atmosphere, the smoke, the field. And, you know, the Galaxy have been playing mm-hmm. a lot of games, and it just it it looks like it. But I think maybe we explained it away a little too quickly. I mean, if you look at the game against against Colorado, I mean, yeah, the Galaxy have their moments, they have their chances. I think there was there was definitely flashes in that game where the Galaxy looked like that that Galaxy team that had won four straight. But there was moments in that game too where you know it, the Galaxy just looked you know kind of disjointed, a little bit lost, a little bit confused. I mean. You know, fair point about Julian Araujo, and, and and I'll make this point as I made on on Twitter when the red card happened. But you know, Julian Araujo is a feisty player. He's aggressive. He's you know he's uh, an on the front foot kind of defender. He doesn't really take a lot. You know, he he's not going to take a lot of stick. He's 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 a guy that's you know he's he's feisty, and you know that's all well and good, and it makes you know that makes you a really good defender. But you know we. I think he needs someone to kind of, and I hope Shaloto took him aside afterwards and said, look, you know, we're not, you know, we're not mad about the fact that you got a red card because, you know, you know, obviously we're mad about the fact that you got a red card. You know, we understand why it happened was because, you know, he mouthed off to the referee. That's the second yellow, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully Shaloto said, you know, look, that's, we, we can't have that right now. And, you know, like you're too good of a player to have, you know, to be easily baited into that. And, you know, so I, I, I hope this is a learning experience for Julian Araujo. I mean, again, keep in mind this is kind of a young team. They're they're going to go through these kind of learning experiences. I and it is different the- circumstances in that you know there's no fans in the stadium, so it's quiet. So the ref can hear more. Yeah, and I mean, also just even even if there's fans in the stadium, the referee is going to hear you mouthing off to him. I mean, it's it you're, well, you're yeah. right you're right <laughs> next to him. Um, I mean, you know, I thought Efrain Alvarez looked pretty good against Colorado. Um, you know. I, it, yeah, I mean, definitely giving Colorado the credit. I mean, they were able to snuff the Galaxy's chances and and yeah. break them up. I mean, that you know, again, we haven't beaten them since 2017. Yeah, and and as I said, you know, previewing called the Colorado game, I said, you know, this is a Colorado team that is young that is slowly starting to get it, and it did look like you know, kind of, it was one of those games where like, oh, everything kind of clicked in their heads, like, oh, this is how we do things, and that's you know, that's going to happen, and a team that's kind of in a rebuilding, uh, rebuilding year and 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 kind of learning a new system, you know, I, I think. If out of these two games, if we're going to take 
if, if there's if there's things to draw out of the games, and I think definitely the Colorado game has more to to offer than the Real Salt Lake game. I think I thought the Galaxy looked absolutely listless in Salt Lake City. I mean, they just really didn't show up on the night. Um, but you know, Shiloto yeah. has come out. Shiloto has come out and said, you know, we we never found options because we decided to play long. Like, you know, yeah. The the problem is now it's like how do you teams now know that the galaxy rely on the midfield for most of its chance creation, which is that, you know, quick passing through the midfield in order mm-hmm. to offset and, you know, you know, make defenses kind of scramble. And now teams are like, cool, we'll just sit in, we'll sit in that midfield and just make it really hard for you to operate. And they know that, you know, if you look at both Zubac and Chicharito, I mean, they were never really, you know, Zubac has his own problems, but if you look at Chicharito's career throughout his career, places where he succeeded, it's because he's been playing off someone that's a little bit bigger, a little bit more burly, a little bit more able to hold the ball up, and he can make those kind of second runs mm-hmm. and be found in that space. Like Chicharito's not a hold-up striker in the, in the traditional number nine sense, where he's you know like six two, you know like two thirty five built dude that can go running up against center back. He, you know he's not Josie Altador, for example. Like you know Josie, you know just based off his sheer physical ability, can just batter up against center backs all day, and you know that's all well and good if you're you know bunkered in and trying to you know break on the lines like. It's never been Chicharito's career, um, which I also think is, is, is kind of, you know, it's unfair a lot of the stake he gets, I think, from Galaxy fans because he's being used in a way he's never been used in his career successfully. Like, so, you know, it's going to be rough. Um, but I think, you know, against Colorado, we saw moments in that midfield where, you know, they were able to get on the ball. They were able to kind of do those quick interchanges that I think makes this Galaxy midfield tick. I mean, it's Efren Alvarez. I mean, Efren Alvarez. Efren Alvarez has that great chance late in the game and he decides to mm-hmm. pass it instead of shoot it. I mean, that's a yeah. 16, 17 year old kid that I think is just a little bit too nervous to take that thing on and, you know, by himself. I'm like, I'm okay with that. Like, yes, it's, you know, that's and there's still te- plenty of time left, even with that. Yeah. And, but that's a teachable moment for Efren Alvarez. And like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we were going to go all in on Julian Araujo, Efren Alvarez, like these younger kids, we're going to have to get used to the idea that there are going to be moments in games where they're going to make the wrong decision simply because either they've never been put in that position or they're still kind of getting used to the idea that they are a first-team player with the LA Galaxy. Like, there, there are going to be moments in these games where it's going to be like, oh, I wish he had done this. But, you know, those are teachable moments. And teachable moments, you know, maybe it happens once or twice, but it doesn't happen four, five, six times when it's clearly in a player's, like, systemic ability that they can't do this. You know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. it's clear mm-hmm. that Efren Alvarez, when a coach walks up to him and they're reviewing game film, is going to look back at that and say, I should have shot there. He sees that opportunity in another game. He'll shoot there. You know, it's not like, you know, for example, like, let's take, you know, player X has, you know, a problem with shooting on the weaker foot. Like, you can't, un- you can't reteach that at a certain age. You know, these are teachable moments that I think are going to be, we'll see less of in the future. But, you know, you know in, this color- in this Colorado game, I think, you know, the Galaxy did have their moments where, you know, probably should have taken advantage of their chances a little bit better, probably should have been a little bit sharper in the final third. Um, but, I mean, that that RSL game, for me, looked like the Galaxy in Orlando. Like, I mean, just listless, just huffing long balls forward, hoping someone was going to find something, you know, getting it to Pavon and, and hoping Pavon would beat someone on the dribble. And, you know, that's just, it, it, you, we can't play like that, you know, like, it's, yeah, it's I mean, just I, not going to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you. You know, when you're looking back at, at the sort of um, rivalry kind of, um, you know, just the fatigue of playing like the same teams, you know, you're just LAFC, San Jose, Portland, like, okay. Um, you know, then that's why, like you were saying, like the, the Colorado and the Real Salt Lake games are showing us more of what you know, because the Galaxy were looking really good. We were on an unbeaten streak. Um, so was Colorado, by the way. But, you know, it was one of those things where you just kind of feel like, I mean, you you watch how the other teams that we face played. Uh, for example, LAFC does seem broken. And, and it's not like just a jab at them because, you know, they're, our, you know, our, our enemy. But like, in all seriousness, you know, you're just like, have the Galaxy, how have the Galaxy been challenged up until this point? And so you see them against... Colorado and and yes we hadn't beaten them and yes Ted Uncle is the referee you know and after VAR like you know Galaxy go down another goal um, you know but it's just I see that that the clearances just aren't good enough um, well Colorado also know, b- mm-hmm. between Colorado and RSL I think the reason why this looks like 
Orlando all over again is also teams know that the Galaxy are very good about playing team defense, that they're very good about, as a group, playing defense together. The way to beat the Galaxy defense is to get them on one-on-one situations where they a, a Galaxy defender has to be, is basically kind of like the lone minnow against the shark, so to speak. You know, like, mm-hmm. they will make mistakes. Like, if you look at that first goal Colorado scores, you know, Steris and Dupuy are confused because you know, mm-hmm. they have three runners and, you know, Steris and Dupuy both look like, who do I track? You know, it's like... It, yeah, it's, they're not mar- they're not man-marking. They're giving so much space, you know, and the, and, and the RSL player is just on his fast run. He's just uh, playing well, up on the left, playing it yeah, through. And, the, and, the, and then the, um, the goal they concede, the first goal they concede against RSL, I mean, that's a simple defensive play. Like, if a guy is running into space on the cutback, you know, trailing run out of the midfield into the, you know, that, that late trailing run that, you know, is basically trying to clean up anything that's left in the box. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Legette scored, mm-hmm. scores the goal in Minnesota last year in the playoffs doing exactly that play. Like, Michael Bradley was famous mm-hmm. for doing it in the U.S. Men's National Team jersey, like, where it's this late trailing run out of midfield or the deepest line midfielder basically comes in to clean up the play. Like, you as a defender have to know that's coming. Like, you you see that amount of space in the box in real But that's like, what's driving me nuts is that you see Galaxy numbers in the box and, and literally just nobody is stepping in. And it's the most frustrating... I mean, I mean, like Perry, Perry Kitchen has to realize that that run is coming out of midfield, and he's it's just why it. do they look like he's they haven't played soccer? Like, you know, what exactly. is that? It's like, it's like <laughs> they'll play great soccer for thirty minutes and then just be undone by like an AYSO level mistake. Like an AYSO level coach would basically say, "Look, you can't let a deep lying midfielder have a trailing run like that out of midfield. Like, you just, they're going to score every single time." And um, I'm glad that you said that because that's what drives me nuts about Escaloto in the interviews. Like, we played well. Like, no. No, we didn't. And does he even understand who he has on the team? Because that's exactly what you're saying about Chicharito's being used in a way that he's not used to being used. And and sure, he's not who he was when he played like, you know, five years ago or whatever. But it doesn't, you know, it it matters what you're doing, you know, when you have these individual chances, when you have somebody on fire like Pavon, um, even on his slump days. You know, when you have Legette who is stepping it up. Um, you know, I was a little surprised that at Jonathan Dos Santos getting the, the armband back. I'm, I don't mind it, but it's just like he also hasn't been there, which is also why the chemistry is a little bit funky right now. And I get that they're trying to figure it out, but, um, the, but yeah, the, it's just the overall frustration. Front. Yeah. On the shoulder front, let me step up and just kind of defend him just a little bit. <laughs> look at what he's got, though. Look at, look at this roster. And this is fundamentally where my kind of... But this why, is his why roster under- that he built. That's but, why I'm but, upset. But, no, he didn't. Like, I mean... <laughs> shalot has been here for two years. He's only gotten what? He's got only a couple of transfers in. I don't think he wanted Chicharito. He, there, there's no question in my oh, mind okay, that well, I, that's I, fair. <laughs> I don't think he wanted him. But, okay, you're going to bring in Chicharito. You know exactly what he is. So then, you know, and maybe it's, just, again, this is a weird transfer window season. I mean, teams are going to have to give in order to get. Like, I mean, if you look at a lot of the big deals in Europe right now, no one's making big moves because of just financial ins- like insecurity. You know, of course, we're in the middle of a pandemic. That changes everything in terms of the way that clubs operate. Like, I get that. I understand it. But if you're going to bring in Chicharito, you have to know that you're, you've got to bring in another guy to play up top with him. Like, if you're going, you know, like, they needed to bring in another set of center backs. They needed to bring in another outside back. They needed to do that. I don't know necessarily that falls on Chiloto's head. I think that also falls on Toclosa. I think it falls on Chris Klein. I think. Oh, yeah. Well, which we've also which we've, talked about him. We've long <laughs> about the way this club is run. You know, I, I just think, you know, Chiloto still has not had a chance to, I mean, we're linked to all these guys in Argentina, like Augustino Almendra, or like Augustino Melendra out of Boca Juniors, or like you know um, Ricardo Santorion out of uh, Talleres, like you know Fabio Alvarez, who probably should have stayed. You know, like we're linked to all these players, and then we get you know that that for me feel like Chiloto players, and then we get Jonathan Klinsman, which we'll talk about the goalkeeping in a bit here because um, there's a lot to talk about. Um, you know, like Jonathan Klinsman, Yoni Gonzalez, who well, I, I appreciate the signing. Like, you know, this, you, you can't, you know, Gonzalez, great signing on paper, but in a pandemic era where, you know, he has to quarantine and then you have to do all the, the paperwork and stuff like that. It's not like, you know, you get him in a week. It's like, this is going to take time, you know, and then, you know. And then it's also going to take time for him to adjust and to fit in and to figure that out. And we don't, you know, we're assuming also that this guy is going to be able to, once again, one single person is going to carry this entire team on his back. And we yeah. can't. Can't I mean, have that. 
Pavon's in a slump because he's literally probably broken his back trying to carry the hopes and weight of this team. Like, yes, exactly. You know, like Pavon to me and, and RSL just looked tired and looked just exhausted because he's he's been the only really strong creative outlet this team has. And teams just know, all right, cool, we'll double mark you out of the game. Like, Yeah. Well, and that's why I said it was also bad luck because he did hit off the bar. Um, Legette did have really good... A uh, really good shot, but it, you know it was just off target. It was you know it's just in the last you know in the last three games, in the three games that we have gone winless and goalless, the Galaxy have crossed seventeen, twenty, and twenty-one times. Like it's back to Orlando again, where it's like see, team, but that's why I said isn't that Escalotos? I think that's the like, emergency. Tactic? I think that's the well, I think that's the emergency valve. I think that's the I'm losing the midfield. I have to figure out a way to at least get something into the box. One, well, but it isn't working, and that's why. That's why for me, I put Escalato back on the hot seat. And I don't know. It's hard to say now because because you know hindsight is 2020. But you are looking back at that that unbeaten unbeaten streak, and you're just like, dude, what? And why do we look like a different team? And you know we have different things about that. It's just because of like who we're playing, and 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 the chemistry is different now because you have Jonathan and and um. Chicharito back, you know, and not to like put them down, but it's just that they, you know, first of all, Jonathan Dos Santos is coming off an injury too. And he just hasn't, hasn't been who we know him to be either. Um, You know, so there's, there's, and they all sound like excuses, but they are, but they are legit reasons for why these things are happening. Well, I mean, also keep in mind, Jonathan Dos Santos, Mr. Orlando has, you know, three games of, of soccer this year under his belt. I think that's exactly. understandable that he looks a little rusty. Um, you know, but you know, I think it just, it, it, it just, uh, you know, I, I, I'm hesitant to put Shalit on the hot seat just because I think winning a playoff game last year gives him a little bit of, you know, leeway and the galaxy will make the playoffs considering the expanded playoffs, you know, knock on wood. I mean, that's yeah. not a guarantee. I mean, the galaxy are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I think there's no question considering the expanded you know, playoff format, the fact that pretty much every team in MLS is going to make the playoffs. Right. But um, then, but then I kind be, of, but then I hate that. I hate that. I, that's the reason why we're going. Yeah. But I mean, this is, this is a weird season. Um, you know, we'd this have to be baseball. <laughs> excuse me. The Padres broke our 14 year. Playoff well, drought. Yeah, I know that me. was a little jab because as a Dodgers fan, your team is always making the playoffs and you're like, okay, cool. And they, you know, but anyway, that's we a are coming for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I kind of uh, wish it would have lost against the angels just to like, go ahead and knock out the Astros and like, okay, get serious guys. Like, anyway, but, uh, but, uh, sports, um, guys, that's what this is. But, but you know, like, I mean, the Galaxy would have to be abjectly terrible in the next six games in order to not make But see, that's what I'm worried about. I am worried that we're going to be horrifically awful. I think this is fixable. I think I think Shiloto needs to rework the balance of the midfield. I think that's... They, see, they again, get, that's on the coach. Yeah, and, and, and Shiloto's kind of come out and said, you know, like, look, you know, we, we can't play like this. Like, you know, he didn't, I think... I don't see that. I see, like, we played well. Like, it's the first line of every quote yeah. I have from him. He, I've seen some stuff from uh, John Ro, uh, Rojas, who's a fantastic uh, uh, Spanish language journalist, um, and he and 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 in his questioning, Shaloto's kind of come out and said, "Look, you know, we can't try to bomb long balls up to Pavon and hope we can beat someone on the dribble. Yeah, that's good, just not okay. that's not how we want to play." The problem is, I think that he panics when he's losing the midfield, and that's why we ping in twenty crosses in a game because it's like, mm. what's what's the best way to get the ball in the box if you can't get it through centrally? Is just ping crosses and hope that you know something happens like that then I mean, you have that predictability that you're talking yeah, about it's, it's a very old school way of looking at the game and like i i get it and you know maybe i mean we the old school ideas interpreted in new i in a new way has kind of been the way that soccer tactics have gone over the past 10 years i mean the 352 mm. for example coming out of out of the grave um but it just it does feel like if plan a is not going to plan or if plan a is not working then it's emergency valve just cross the ball and hope something happens and like they need and, and it's and, and this is yeah same, i'm tired of seeing that it's like years like this even when Scalotto wasn't yeah and, and this is the same criticism i level against bob bradley which is that if plan a is really great and it's working really great that's awesome and all well and good but you need to have plan b c and d like you know you have to have in today's game you have to have three or four ways of attacking a team you know like coaches are smarter nowadays coaches figure out things quicker and it's you know, I'm not saying Freddie Juarez and 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 Robin Frazier. You know, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Them credit tactical, too. Are tactical masterminds, but like, you know, still like they have the, the galaxy figured out. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's footage out there. Like, analytics 
and stuff now is a massive part of soccer. You have to understand the fact that there will be footage of your your plan A out there over 270 minutes, you know, or something like that. You're like, mm-hmm. it just does feel like Shiloto doesn't feel confident enough in a plan B or C to go to it when he needs to. And that's kind of where the Galaxy are struggling right now, which is that, I mean, if you look at what happened in, in RSL, like, I mean, RSL took the, midfield, the center of midfield away from the Galaxy, basically told them, all right, we're going to push you wide. And we know that, you, you know, by pushing you wide, you panic. Like, they need to be able to feel confident that, all right, all right if, we put, if we're pushed wide, we'll have wingers start cutting inside. We'll start, you know, unsettling center backs, pulling them outside so we can have runs trailing into the box. Like, it just doesn't feel like they have that confidence in themselves. And maybe that's just, you know, Pavon, I, I think, put in an, an, an uninspired performance in Real Salt Lake. I think he's just tired. I think I was going to say it's the elevation too. I mean, that's the thing. Look where you've got them playing. He's played every minute since we've come back from Orlando. He's not, you know, he, he, you can't run a player to the ground like that, but the problem is the galaxy need him. Like they creatively, they need him. And so it's like, you know, it's a catch 22 with him because it's like, I hate seeing him run into the ground like this, but But without him. Yeah. Like what's, what else do we do? You know, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, and then that is that is the argument of, okay, then let's have roster rotation, you know, rot- not against Seattle, because that's the thing, I kind of wanted everybody to kind of be ready. It, it it sounds, you know, I don't know, you know, they're a rival, but but when, you, when you're looking at who you're up against, you're like, okay, we haven't beaten, you know, Colorado since 2017. Maybe that's when you, you go ahead and let Dunbar and Cuello in, you know, like you give them more minutes because you can... You can rotate your roster better on a game like that. Real Salt Lake, I think I think that should have been a winnable game. And that's what was so frustrating. And now we're looking down the barrel of uh, against Seattle, and you're just like, we're going to get clobbered. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think, you know, excuse me. Um, I, I think, mean, uh, to be fair, I mean, and not sorry to interrupt, but like, the the Sounders did lose against, against their rivals, Portland, you know? So maybe they're having also rivalry fatigue, um, you know, well, at the same... No, uh, go ahead. I mean, Portland also put in a pretty inspired defensive performance. I mean, you know, the, the, the Portland's not a team that you can really mug off easily. I, sure. I think that Seattle, I think that Seattle Portland rivalry is really closely balanced. Um, but but the thing is, like, but defending Cup champions, when you think about who you're going up against, you know, Jordan Morris, who's on his one of his best runs. Rui Diaz normally would be there. We're not facing him uh, tomorrow. But um, why is he out again? I forgot why. Uh, I. Do not know. I, I would. I would have to look it up. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I think also. But, but but you know, Seattle's defending a Moscow champions for a reason. They have a re- deep roster. They're smart. They know what they're doing. They have a fantastic coach, coach. In, in Brian Spencer. <laughs> like you know, this 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 is what the Galaxy should be modeling themselves on in terms of just this kind of roster depth, this ability. Yes. I mean, Rui Diaz doesn't play in this game tomorrow, but they have Will Bruin who can step up and score fifteen goals in a season if you need exactly. to. Exactly. Like, Jordan Moore, like. This is yeah, what they have Gal- the chemistry. They have they have the depth. They yeah. Um, it's just it, it doesn't it like again. It's it's this constant complaint I have with this Galaxy roster in the over the past three years, which is that you know it's all well and good that they've got Pavon. It's all well and good they got Chicharito, but like in MLS nowadays, you can't you know you can have a great one through eleven, but you can't ignore twelve through twenty three. I mean, this is what happened. You know, th- we're seeing that writ large with with you know LAFC and Atlanta United, where it's like. Their one through 11s are some of the best in the league. Well, Atlanta United a little bit is a little bit of a unique scenario considering Frank DeBoer and what happened there when Frank DeBoer left. But, you know, like take LAFC, for example, one through 11 is really great. 12 through 23 is, I mean, okay. You know, like, sure. You know, Bryce Duke is a player that plays soccer. Like, you know, like, you know, Mm. it's like things like that where it's like, you know, the, the best team, the best teams in MLS don't, you know, Maybe their one through eleven isn't necessarily the best in the league, but they know that they can sub in an impact player like a Will Bruin, or they know they can sub in an impact player, you know, like uh, you know, an Alex Roldan or something like that, like Seattle can. Like that's what yeah. it needs to be. And like uh, the Galaxy aren't there, and and it and from what I've seen, the moves they're making, it doesn't look like they're going to get there, and that's concerning. <laughs> yes, yes. So Rui Diaz, I looked it up. Uh, thanks, Kevin Baxter. Um, 
He's been suspended for one match and issued an undisclosed fine for violent conduct against defender Pablo Bonilla in Seattle's match against the Portland Timbers on September 23rd. That's why. Just a little side note. Um, but but it, exactly. Because, um, you know, oh. as a Galaxy fan, you're you're having flashbacks. Like, against Colorado, against Real Salt Lake, even San Jose, you're just, like, looking back of, like, oh, my God, this is, like, reminiscent of, like, 2016, 2017 Galaxy. Like, we suck. Um, then you have, um, you know, you're playing against Seattle, which I've been at CenturyLink when we've been clobbered 5-0, you know what I mean? It's just, you, you do have all of this, uh, PTSD going into it as a fan. Um, I want to have faith in my team. I mean, I always have faith in them. You know what I, I mean, mean? We also, we also have to talk about the goalkeeping. Like, yes. And we're going to, we're definitely, <laughs> we're definitely getting Mark. there because Stefan Fry for all he is, uh, maybe too old for the U S men's team. Uh, he's, he's a keeper, you know what uh, I mean? Like he, Oh my God. Like he's, he can save. Meanwhile, David Bingham. Oh boy. Um, um I mean, I, I don't even know that it's fair to even compare and contrast the galaxy uh, sounders, but, but, but it's just, this is a team that you're up against and this is what, you know, you're glaring at. Um, I've, As uh, you I've, go I've, into play, I've so Bingham, look, he yes. did make, he does make his saves, but then he comes out and causes a PK for RSL. I've been on this podcast a couple of times and said that uh, I think that people are unfair to David Bingham. That I think David Bingham deserves a little bit more respect. I am here today in front of you all to tell you I am retracting all those statements. Some of the. the the second goal against Colorado, directly responsible for giving that up. He can't palm it at a, an, an, a Colorado attacker. He's got to know that's got to go anywhere else. Punch it out, catch it, whatever you've got to do. The penalty, I mean, the problem with David Bingham is that David Bingham thinks he's a better keeper than he actually is, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. If you look at the penalty that he concedes against RSL, it's the same penalty that he concedes two times in two games against LAFC with Carlos Vela, where he's aggressively trying to get out at an attacker when the attacker's caning out away from goal and he's trying to get the ball but the attacker knows that the minute Bingham commits to that wall the, the attacker's going away from goal all he's got to do is go down and it's a penalty like you know the, it's going to get called every time and I just don't get what, what Bingham thinks when he sees that kind of play because he's seen it before and he's been burned by it before but like why does he think this time is any different like he's not as fast as he thinks he is he's not as aggressive as he thinks he is like he's not as good with his feet as he thinks he is you know like it, it's it, it's time. I, I you know I've, I've I've had enough. It's Jonathan Klitsman time. Like I mean, if you're if ever yeah, you were I going agree. to to shake a goalkeeper's confidence, if ever you were going to question it, now's the time. You're on a three game yeah. three game winless streak. The Galaxy have not looked particularly good in all three of those games. Defend or goalkeeping wise, you know David Bingham's looked shaky in a lot of those games. You know, give the kid a chance. And at the at the at the very least, it sends a message over David Bingham's bow that like, look, we need you to be the keeper that almost broken to the U.S. men's national team that you were when you were in San Jose four or five years ago. Like, we need that David Bingham to show up again. Like, you know, and, and you know, it, it, I think it's time. I just, I really do. I, you know, I, I think some of the mistakes I've seen over these past two games and past three games and, and, and even, you know, extrapolated throughout this year have just been unforgivable. Like, you know, sailing free or, you know, sailing goal kicks out of play, you know, the, the free kick he, he, he gives up in Orlando, like. Or even, I don't know um, if, you know, we said before, like he's you know, Bingham is is literally giving the ball to the other team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's it's time. Um, and yeah. you know, I I, I let's I, just I, see what Klinsman can do at this point. I mean, not against Seattle. Let's be fair. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's, it's <laughs> which like, is so funny because like, like we're 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 putting down Bingham, but then we're like, mm, but wait, but let's put Klinsman not against Seattle. I I, I would start Klinsman against Seattle. I would do it. You know. But, I mean, it's, it's probably the biggest game we've played outside of the the the, the two LAFC games since we've come back from Orlando. Know capable of at least Bingham, you know what you're getting in goal. Well, yeah, but it sends a message to David Bingham that you know this is the biggest game the Galaxy have played. You know they're playing defending Moscow Cup champions since the LAFC games. You know, yeah, we don't trust you enough. Like, I don't That's think a little, he ain't gonna do that. Well, I, I, I wish he would. Um, but well, like, this is what I was thinking too. Like, I don't know how much. Um, um, Dominic Kinnear gets to gets to say either, but well, I think Kinnear likes Bingham. They worked together when Kinnear was in San Jose. You know, he, he they know each other very well. Um, but I just I, you know I 
I really want to give, I, you know, I give goalkeepers the benefit of the doubt often. It's a difficult position. It's most goalkeepers are, you know, I, I think soccer and hockey goalkeepers share the common thread that they're both absolutely freaking insane. Um, you know, you have to be mentally just a different person to play goalkeeper, I think. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, look, I mean, I, again, I, I hate drawing parallels with LAFC and I know I talk about them a lot. In this mm-hmm. pop, but I, I do think they're a, a fantastically run organization. You know, well, they, yeah, they made I mean, a change. Christian does. Hold up. <laughs> like, they made a change like they they, they realized Kev, uh, kevin vermeer you know for all his pedigree out of europe wasn't working and then they went to yes and, like, yes that's true they you know a, a coach has to be bold enough to say look you know take the gloves from one guy and give them to the other and like you know this is a game that you know i think yeah we, man with that said i mean i think this is a game that all of us kind of are looking at saying you know like it would be really lucky if the galaxy can get a point out of this one you know if you're going to be, you know, going in with that mindset, you know, why not Jonathan Klinsman? Like, you know, Jonathan Klinsman had a decent run in Europe. I mean, he left her to Berlin in weird circumstances. I think everyone has left her to Berlin in the past year and a half in weird circumstances, considering they've gone through a lot. Um, but, you know, I, I just, I think it, you know, give the kid a shot. You know, he's, he's, he was a used national team goalkeeper. He's talented. He's not, you know, he's not, a, we're, we're not talking about a guy that, you know, played at you know you know i don't know some d3 college and it was and it was like a a, a draft pick signing that you're like well i hope it works out you know like jonathan goodsman has pedigree like he's not you know he's not he's not some mug like oh right uh, right you know, right and, <laughs> i mean i had said i had said earlier probably prematurely that i had wanted to see klinsman you know but then we also didn't want bingham's confidence to be shot too soon i just i think you have to make the the, the change i just i you know I've seen it, you know, I think there's been some things that you can explain away with, with Bingham, you know, and some of the goals he's conceded, I, you know, he's, he's not had great defenses in front of him. Um, he's not had great defensive midfielders in front of him outside of Jonathan DeSantos. Like, you know, you can explain some of that away. I mean, if you look at the goal that they concede, the, the set, or was it the, the first goal they concede against RSL in that trailing run, you know, it, you look at it and it's, the, the RSL just has too easy distribution out of the midfields. Like, I can understand Bingham kind of getting angry at his defensive midfielders for for not stepping forward and stepping to. I mean, the goal they concede against the first goal they concede against Colorado. You know, again, an outside back's got to step to the cross. Like I get, I get Bingham's frustration on those. There's not much he can do about that. But there are, you know, the penalty he concedes against RSL. I mean, that's just unforgivable from a goalkeeper. That's a that's a boneheaded mistake. I mean, there's been boneheaded mistakes throughout Bingham's career with the LA Galaxy. You know, he's had his moments, but I just, you know, I think it's time. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely want to see. I want to see what he can do. And and now that you've argued that, I I can see that. Um, why the Seattle game would would be the game because it's like, yeah, it, it, what bigger message can you can you send to Bingham? And and since since yeah, um, LAFC did it, and I hate saying that because it does keep seeing that way, right? But well, LAFC is almost kind of like the perfect foil for the LA Galaxy. Like, I mean, exactly. <laughs> it, it it is. It is what it is, you know, um, I mean, I, 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 you know, but it's just, it, it does just, you know, you got a 24 year old goalkeeper who's about to enter the prime of his career, you know, see what he can do, like, at least kick the tires, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. But and maybe being said behind the scenes, because we, we don't know, you know, the day-to-day meetings that occur between player and coach and, <clears throat> excuse me, whatever. And maybe Bingham has said, look, if you take the gloves from me, I'm leaving. And that's why they're kind of hesitant to make this change. I get that, but yeah, I mean, uh, you, uh, yeah. you as an organization cannot be cowed into a goalkeeper who makes mistakes. Basically, saying I will leave the organization if I get the gloves taken away from me. Like, you, if that if that is the case, you know, they 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 have to be bold enough to at least give Klinsman a couple of reps. Well, speaking of rusty and speaking of subs, I I also you know. As much look, the youth are going to learn from the veterans, right? And who you give the the armband to. I say, give the captain's band to legit. He he's got he's got the fire. He's the one that I've seen makes make the changes, talk the talk, walk the walk. You know, um, I say give him the captain's armband. Um, and and I was going to say um, Sasha question. Like I want to see him. Because he, he was doing pretty good. I mean, he seemed rusty the, the one sub time, but it's just like, you know, like, let's let's use these guys that, I, that utilize them, you know, that but I also, know that they can, yeah, they're veterans. They know what they're doing. I can trust like, them. 
isn't this the Shaloto frustration writ large though, which is that yes. his substitution patterns just don't make sense. Yes. Like, you know, like I could point to a couple of moments in those games where, you know, God, Sasha Kleshton would have been really great to have in one of those, like in both those games, like, you know, Cameron Dunbar could have really changed the complexion of, of both matches had he come in a little bit earlier, you know, like, like Shaloto does know he's allowed to substitute, right? Like we've, we've, we've shown him the, the part in the rule book where it says you can make subs. Like, he needs to be a little bit more and, and like it's, it, it's my frustration with Shiloto, which is that, you know, there, there are certain things where I, I look at games and I'm like, this is a perfect situation for Sasha Kledgen, or this is a perfect situation for Cameron Dunbar, or this is a perfect situation for, you know, I don't know, like Kai Kareniak. Um, and then he just doesn't make it be, for some reason. Cause I, he's either just too absorbed in his own game planning or whatever. It's like, you know, like I wish he was a little bit more flexible when it comes to the substitution patterns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So coming coming to Seattle, we were saying that anytime we have little faith in in the galaxy is when they usually go in and win three zero. And again, as much as you know the Sounders do well, um, and and they definitely are contenders, it it is to say that yeah they 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 lose. They lose too, you know. <laughs> and look at who they've lost uh, against, and and then also look at who they've beaten. You know, they beat LAFC, who's broken, and um, LAFC particularly is intimidated by the Sounders because they get taken out by the playoffs from them. Um, San Jose, San Jose was run down when they got beat seven one. Um, that's not to take away how many goals were scored, but I'm just saying, like, first of all, yes, Seattle's going to punish you. Um, for your little mistakes. And this easily could be a five to one game, but it also could be where the galaxy can, like you said, have a three zero chance. To win. I, I think, you know, okay. The San Jose game, when it comes to Seattle's previous run of form, I think is an outlier because I think San Jose is a very interesting and very weird situation is in a very weird situation in place that I don't think really any result that a team has against San Jose can be really extrapolated into conversations about the team that we're playing like I, I just think san jose is in such a weird unique place that it, it's i think they're just i mean mls is a weird unique place is what i was thinking <laughs> now but like anything kind of, could happen like yeah, literally just, anything could happen which is why you still have like this hope you know uh, you're still just like yeah my team can do it but then you're also afraid to jinx it and you're like knocking on wood and wearing all your you know whatever gear so that way you know you're not jinxing the galaxy <laughs> yeah but i i think you know when it comes to when it comes to seattle i mean what seattle does it, what Seattle does so well that I think, you know, they're not, you know, they play modern attacking soccer. That's true. But what they, they do so well is they do the basics very well. They don't do, you know, they don't make stupid mistakes. They don't, you know, get themselves into positions in one-on-one, you know, defensive, you know, tomfoolery. Like they, they, they do everything very well. And like, it, you know, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to win awards because they, you know, string together an 18 pass sequence and it's beautiful and stunning. And you're like, you know, watching like it's like watching Pirlo and Prime Italy just construct beautiful soccer. Like that's not who Seattle has ever been. You know, they just do everything efficiently and they do everything smartly. And like that's that's how you win in this league. Um, you know, and and I mean, they they have a brilliant head coach in Brian Spencer. I've, I've long opined about how I think he's the best coach in MLS. Um, you know. It, they're just very good at what they do. And, you know, that's, you know, they deliver a consistently high quality product that is difficult to play against. And the galaxy have to know that, you know, I think, you know, the galaxy can go up there and get a result, but you know, it's, it's going to be difficult. And I think, you know, having Julian Araujo come back into this game is going to be a big help. I think. Yeah, definitely. I, I felt better about that when I saw this, like, okay, he was just suspended for the, yeah, for the and, real Salt Lake game. <laughs> and, 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 it would be great if, if Pavone can kind of refine his form and it would be really great if Legette can, can kind of step it up a, another level. Um, how, I mean, how awesome would I mean, it be for to get a hat-trick in this one too? Um, yes, playing playing Araujo out of position, kind of, sort of, not really. <laughs> or, you know, because it's like, okay, so then, I don't know. You know yeah, what I mean? It's it's, it's, it's going to be, I, I think what we'll see is probably Araujo at, at, at that winger position to kind of do with it against LAFC um, in those games, which is just mitigate, you know, the, the wingers and, and and kind of create your first line defense a lot higher up the field to allow the team to, to defend as a team a little bit more efficiently. Um, but, you know, I I don't have a lot of faith right now in, in, in kind of what's going on in Galaxy Land right now. I think, 
you know, it'd be great if they could turn around this 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 kind of mini run of or this mini slump in Seattle and kind of kind of make a statement in Seattle. But I just think, you know, if they can get out of there with a point, just kind of you know get out of there with a point, get on the plane, and just mm-hmm. feel good about everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, like I, I'm tired of also feeling like that. I mean, you know, I want to see. I mean, I want to see the team. That that the team the teams the team that that we were it's like it's like we're it's like multiple personality disorder like the galaxy are different every time or something when I say teams but but it was just that you know when we were when we were in the unbeaten streak you know I, I don't necessarily expect them to go a full ninety um, against the Sounders but but just yeah just to see that spirit that that so that way they're not playing lackluster you know it's going to be a physical game like regardless and a few of our dudes are with already uh, a yellow card, you know? So you're just worried about, like, the accumulation. and um... Yeah, that's actually... I think that's a very good way to put it, which is that, you know, this is a this is a team with multiple personality disorder. Like, it does just feel like <laughs> it's kind of spinning the wheel and we'll see what Galaxy team shows up. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. I think that's been the problem with the Galaxy since 2017, which is that there's never really been any organizational consistency that kind of says, all right, this is the galaxy way. Like, I mean, if you look at the great teams. Yeah. Like when they said trust the process, I was like, but I'm not sure what that is yet. Exactly. Like there, there is really no clear like, DNA. Like, I mean, if you look at the great teams, regardless of league, regardless of, of level, mm-hmm. you know, like for example, you know, there's Barcelona with the, which has institutionally always been a Tiki Taka kind of style system. You know, there's, uh, you know, which is also struggling right now. Just oh, like, I mean, again, one of these days we'll record a, a megapod about how a, tactically the world has changed um, yes. <laughs> but you know like you talk about you know like you talk about teams and you talk about okay i know if i watch this team i know i'm going to watch a certain style of soccer like it does you know when bruce arena was head coach of the u.s or uh, excuse me the la galaxy not the u.s national team um we knew exactly what we were going to get which was defensively solid you know pragmatic get it done soccer like it felt institutional Ever since Bruce left, it doesn't feel like the Galaxy have kind of institutionally said, okay, this is who we are as a club tactically. Like, this is what we do. And I know bringing in Dennis DeClosa and Shaloto was kind of an attempt to get to that point. But it does feel like between the roster decisions they made, Shaloto's tactical decisions, Shaloto's substitution patterns, etc. Like, it does just feel like that there does not seem to be an institutional idea of how the Galaxy want to approach a game week and a game. Yeah, it looks like yeah we're playing at Dignity Health Sports Park. By the way, tomorrow. I mean that, that that'll help, but yeah, uh, that's yeah. yeah I want to say that will help. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I, I, I apologize. Travel, I, I, but... I I did mis- misspeak when I said you know get on the plane with a point and feel good, but you know like. Still, but, but it's still that mentality. Yeah, it's still it's still the same concept. It's, instead of getting in the like the other team's getting off the plane, let's still get out of a point. Yeah, yeah it's like it's the it, point. You know, instead of getting on the plane with a point, it's like get back in your car with a point. Kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah. Change, yes. Change change the the mode of transit, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I you know I I'd like to see that that Galaxy team that went on that four game run because it did feel like there was they started to be a little bit more stable. There started to be some idea of you know of things starting to kind of come out of the mist. And then these past two games, again, I, I, I'm worried that that four game streak was not the norm. It was an aberration, not what we actually have. You know what I mean? Like I, I, yeah. I mean, that's why I was saying like hindsight's 2020 you're looking about the, the other teams make us look good. Not to, not to say, like I said, like I'm giving credit where credit is due. I'm, I'm seeing the change in legit. I'm seeing when he's able to to stand up and do Pavone's still able to move. And, uh, Efrain's Im- still impressing me. Oh, yeah, no, I, friend, start. I, I mean, we were seeing about the future, about the U S men's national team, a little bit discussion on, on Twitter. And, and I do, I definitely think it does look promising as I've yeah. always said. Um, even in I this mean, weird, weird, weird world that we're living in right now, because it's yeah. not a normal time. Well, I mean, uh, Efren Alvarez has taken a step forward this year, and I think that's that's a very good sign. And, and Julian Araujo has taken a step forward this year. That's a very good sign. Now, you know, I'd, I'd like to see them give an opportunity to Cameron Dunbar for him to take that step forward this year. I agree. The the mysterious case of the disappearing Cameron Dunbar is kind of the, the byline of the 2020 season. Um, but it, it does feel like, you know, at least, at least finally it feels like the galaxy are tapping into this great academy system that they have, and they're starting to to really soak up the the, the talent they have. And you know, maybe maybe we're starting to see that institutional understanding of like this is who the galaxy are, and maybe that what we're seeing is the slow kind of change of moving away from the galaxy, you know, 
the galaxy of stars to being the galaxy of young Academy talent. And like that, that takes time. And maybe, maybe that's why it kind of does feel like there's growing pains around this team right now. Is that because of this institutional shift that Dennis DeClosa was brought in to, to, to begin. Um, but you know, it, that's kind of what you hope, right? Like that's, that's, that's what we're all kind of fingers crossed. Like hopefully that's kind of why we're, we're struggling a little bit here, but like, if that's why we're struggling, then I'm okay with that. But if we're struggling because just knowing the organization can really figure out what to do, then that's a different problem. Sure. I'm just tired of feeling like with Chicharito up top that you're playing with 10 men. Cause I, I literally, he's a ghost to me on the pitch. And I don't think he, obviously Zubek is better, but you know, especially like when he's making like these back passes and these questionable decisions that you're just like, what is going on? Um, but at least, at least when I'm watching, rewatching highlights, you know, you hear the names of, of, of the players. Um, you don't want to hear Bingham because he's your last line of defense. But, but I don't hear anything about Chicharito. You know, other than that one header attempt that he got that Abubakar got in the way of, um, in Colorado. You know, um, I just. I, I just want to see, because it looked also like Chicharito just kind of like gave up in half a run. And I don't care what the excuse is. I just want him to play with heart like he wants to be here. Like run for the damn ball, even if you don't think you're going to catch it. You know what I mean? And sure, maybe I'm asking somebody when he's not fit. But then again, that's a whole other discussion than that he needs to get 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 fit, get get it in gear. Like if not now, when, you know? Yeah, I, 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 Chicharito is kind of an enigma for me because I really did think he was going to hit the ground running. I mean, this is an opportunity for him, you know, being so close to Mexico to prove that he still has worth, to prove that, you know, mm-hmm. this, this Yeah, great... because then when we want to get rid of him in three years, who's yeah, going to want him? This, this great career that, you know, Manchester United and, and, and Real Madrid and, and even his time in the Bundesliga, which was successful, you know, was Still a... to me feels like eons ago now. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, I was watching video from him, you know, at Manchester United when we first signed him. I was like, how long ago was that? Like, yeah. And he's always been a super sub, but like for Mexico, you know, for L3, but it's like, uh, how long ago was that? Yeah. It, 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 you know, and I remember the, the, the humans alive or whatever his, his vlog is with those two guys where he's, he calls his family and and he's, he's sobbing on the phone about how he's like, I still want to make an impact with the team. I still want to be a part of this. Like, I still think. And I, I like to think so that the LA is. Galaxy, yeah, so gives you a push and it still challenges you to and to hold you to a higher standard. Yeah, and 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 I mean, just the raw emotion he shows in that video about like how he truly believes he's still a good player and he still has something to offer a team. Well, and, and I look as much as I as much as I don't like him, you know, as a U.S. men's fan, but you know, yeah, I did um, I did welcome him with open arms and say, all right, then since you're here, let's see it then, like prove it to me. Yeah, and I, and then. You know, out of all the games to kind of shut some haters up, hat trick against Seattle would really do you some good. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I think I, that's a tall order. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm, I'm aware. I mean, Legette's yeah. more likely to get a hat trick, and that's I, not a knock at him. I just say, I just think if he, if you know, he, it just he needs to settle in, and it, he does look like a player that just looks like he's been unsettled ever since he got to LA, and, and I hope that you know as he gets back into not going to take two years to. Yeah, get it with as he gets back into fitness, as he starts getting more opportunities. I hope he takes advantage of them. But you know, again, this this game on Saturday, or excuse me, on Sunday tomorrow. Um, usually don't record on Saturdays. It's kind of throwing me off. Yeah, uh, yeah, it threw us all off. <laughs> well, grad school will do that too. Um, that's all right. It's all right. But uh, I didn't mean like that. I just meant no, no. Like, yeah, the game is on a Sunday. Um, thank God it's not like a Sunday afternoon because I looked at my schedule and I was like, no wait. Oh yes, I can watch this game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this, this is. I think this is. I, I really hope that you know the galaxy can kind of turn things around and you know in a dream world galaxy turn things around to try to score a hat trick or whatever but i think honestly you know the rational soccer fan in me says a point would be great like just yeah. stop leading for the galaxy in terms of these past two three games yeah and, and like i said i just i don't want to see more of the same i just want to see that they're making the effort just sh- again show me that there's a process show me show me effort i'm sh- you know show me the work i sound like such a teacher but show me the work yeah no i i agree 110 percent. i think if, even if they lose this game, but show kind of like a Monica more of just yes. that, that, that team that was in a fight it, for one yes. another. Yes, it's just to be story. able to sit there and say, well, you know, we got beat down by Seattle. Like, it makes sense. Or like, or even to say like, ah, oh, we lost to Seattle, but at least this team showed something we haven't seen in two, in three games, which was like just fire and heart. and Yes, and playing more like what we expect of them and what we were enjoying. 
Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think because again, I, we're not looking for sexy soccer, but go ahead. Yeah. No, we're looking for efficient soccer, which I think mm-hmm. is like, I mean, the best teams in the world right now are playing efficient soccer. Like, so I, I, I just hope that, you know, they can, I mean, I want them to look like, I, I, I want them to look like that team that, you know, as I said, you know, after the, the first LAC victory, like looks like they were willing to die for one another. Like mm-hmm. it didn't look like that over the, over these past three games. And, you Not know, I think some of it's explainable, but just, it, they need to go back to being that team. Yeah. And, and like I said, it sounds all like quote unquote excuses, um, you know, but, but I want them yeah, be bigger than that. Over, overcome all of this, um, you know, criticism's going to happen. Lazan used to eat it for breakfast. Um, so that's what I want to see them doing. I want to, I just want to see that because for all the guff that, that Zlatan got for all the, the hardship and the hard times and everything, I, I just, it's unbelievable to me that, that this is acceptable at all right now. The way, the way that we're looking and the way Chicharito is just, I don't know, being coddled. Yeah, I agree. And I, and, and I hope that, you know, kind of, I hope that they, uh, it, it, it's interesting. It, it, I hope someone comes up in this team and steps up and you know holds himself account and basically says it, it, it takes some accountability for what's going on. Like that would well, be- and that's why I was looking to Escaloto because I was tired of hearing like we played well. Like yeah, I think I think I think if they don't play well, on say Sunday say night, something that's better. Break him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so, yeah I, say I, something. I mean, that sounds constructive. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, one hundred and ten percent. It doesn't have to be critical, but but yeah. You know, you don't have to like totally rip your team apart in, you know, but like the first thing you say is like, we played well, like here's, here's a thesaurus. Let me help you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope for a little bit more of a positive performance on, uh, on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, cheers. It is one eleven. Everybody make a wish if you're superstitious. Uh, <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to Simply Soccer episode 20 season two, and we'll be back. We'll be back next week. Um, hopefully with good news. Yeah, hopefully with good news. Um, actually, I wanted to see. Do we? What's this? What's the next game after Seattle? Uh, let me look that up for you. Um, I, I think they just did announce the new part of the schedule. So they it, did. So it'll be Seattle and then um, uh, San Jose. San Jose. Oh, again. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> well, in a bit of crisis mode, so that'll help. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, 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 well. Yes, stay tuned. And thanks so much for listening and joining. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, because then, yeah, I see we got Portland, Colorado, San Jose, Vancouver, and LAFC coming up again. So, yeah, if we want to make any kind of run on this, I see the Wild Wild West still at it. <laughs>